previously on SDI and the Degenerate. Now, you are the OG of the popcorn trick, Tone. Yes, I what? am. Those big old guys of uh, popcorn buckets, you know? Well, yeah, because you definitely need a big bucket, right? <laughs> yeah, big bucket's always good. You hide it real good. Yeah, that's not the kind of girl you want to bring home to mom, nor is that the kind of girl you want to take to the movies and do that with. If you have to take a girl to the movies and trick her, you're wrong. <laughs> you're wrong for that. You, your morals ain't right with God if, if you're trying to dupe somebody like that. Like, yes, I, I've, I've had people come up to me and, you know, want to take pictures of me. And, you know, they go, oh, well, you're Robbie the Degenerate. But you know what the common trend of all of them is? They're all dudes. <laughs> okay. Is that, the first, is that the first back-to-back good breaths in yeah, a row? Wow, yeah. I, I don't go do back-to-back good breaths uh, very often. You I still, try to extend it. I'm yeah, trying to hot dog it a little bit. You still got that breathing coach, huh? <laughs> yeah. Ever since I took that week off, you know, <laughs> my life's been saved. I can yeah. breathe again. <laughs> right. Right. But man, we have a lot to get into on the uh, this podcast. Today. A wild weekend was it a... was. And we are recording today, July the thirtieth, two thousand nineteen. And uh we we got the MLB trade deadline tomorrow. We got NFL training camps going on, action all over the place. I don't know if training camp is action only. Yeah, I, bu- I booked Syndergaard a flight to San Diego tomorrow just oh! in case. <laughs> it's just, did you get him, you know, did you get him, you know, Southwest? Did you, you know, does he get, what kind of boarding classes? Oh, he no, get? he gets first class. Will Myers gets Southwest on the way out. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Maybe even Spirit. <laughs> oh, Spirit. Oh, my God. But, <laughs> I mean, you know the only difference between the big honcho airlines and a, a Spirit is... Spirit just makes you pay for, for your sodas. No, that's not true. Spirit makes you pay for everything. Their leg room's yeah, not as good. Their yeah. flights are delayed. They don't care. The service is horrendous. It's a totally different airline. But you could bring a carry-on, right? You probably can't. You can. They charge you. They, ch- okay. they charge you more for a carry-on than for a check-in bag. Wow, okay. Because okay. what their big thing is they want you in in and out as quick as possible, so they charge you more for a carry-on because they'd rather you check a bag so you get out of the plane a lot quicker. But if you're traveling by yourself... With no bags, and you're, I mean, it's a what? It's a quick turnaround. You, you want to be? You'd rather be on Spirit. Oh yeah, like when I used to live in San Diego, it was go to Vegas for the weekend, put your clothes in a backpack, don't no carry on because it fits under the bag, no checked bag, get in and out right oh, away. Oh so, wait, oh wait a minute, the carry on is just just for the overhead. Yeah, if it doesn't fit under your seat, they charge you. If it fits under your seat, it's free of charge. Oh yeah, yeah, that's the, I go Spirit all the time. Well, not Spirit, at least down here locally, uh, Spirit yeah, like, only goes from Fort Lauderdale. You can't, I don't think Spirit fl- it, goes for Miami. It does not. I've done Spirit three times. San Diego, Vegas, that was fine. Miami, Tampa, that was fine. Or Fort Lauderdale, Tampa, that was fine. Fort Lauderdale, Atlantic City, that was a longer flight. That sucked. <laughs> like, just the planes are uncomfortable. Like you have to pay for water. You have to like the service is terrible. They ended up hanging out in the sky for like an extra hour because we couldn't land or something. It was it was horrible. Well, I'm sure you were so That's bad. You just, you just took it out in Atlantic City. You just did some extra hardcore gambling. No, it was actually I was on my way back, so I was already pissed because of all the money I had lost. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you, you. Well, then again, if you if you had a regular flight, you would have less money to gamble on. Correct. Yeah. You wouldn't have lost as much money because you would have spent more yeah, on the. Yeah, it would have gone to my comfort instead of the Caesars. <laughs> oh, we did a lot of gambling over the weekend. We did. Uh, Saturday, you know, we were at the uh, Hard Rock. Yeah. Uh, celebrating your birthday. Yeah, thank you. We had a, we had a good time. Both of us walked out with a plus plus. Money there. Yeah, the but well, both of us did. Uh, one of our friends, uh, I felt kind of bad for him, Mr. LSU Phil. He was there. By the way, let's say 30 years from now, obviously you'd be 30 years older than you are now. Yeah, whatever. 52. Yeah, he'd be 52. But our friend LSU Phil, man, he was laying that groundwork, man. He was out there early. He was grinding it on the poker table, table nine at the Hard Rock, for about 12, 13 hours. Yeah, he was and, there for a while. And then he took a break to go to the new food court, mm-hmm. which 30 years from now, it's going to be an old, a regular, the regular well, food court. 30 years from now, it's going to be in the base center, not the guitar hotel, and it's <laughs> going to be a new food court. <laughs> exactly. And so I get after what he what he, what he take, we, we get there like late at night, mm-hmm. and then he, he goes, he's about to go back to the poker room. He's like, you know what? I'll go with you. I'll go with you. He's giving me the whole scouting report of everybody on the table, who were the idiots were, and I, I, I was... So I went. I went over there. He already had a seat because he he just left to get up. He he. I had to wait to get a seat there, and there's a thousand of tables being flooded. So the chance mm-hmm. of me getting t- table nine, but I made sure to specifically tell the guy, hey man, I want table nine. If if table nine is not ready, get the next guy in front of me to go to yeah, go to the table. You, I'm you wait. wait. You wait to 
you were wait, willing to wait until you got table manners. Yes, correct. And then I once waited, and I, I had a couple big hands. So, so Phil was your scout. Yeah, and 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 I and I, you know, I, I it was a good night at that at that table nine, and I felt a little bit bad for LSU Phil because he was doing all the work, and I come in here and close. Right. He was he was throwing like eight and a third. Eight to third scoreless innings, and I just come in here and. Well, and I don't. I, I'm not sure it was scoreless. Yeah, I think, it was I think, rocky, you, I think it was you gave up a few runs yeah, here and there. It was, a, it was a very rocky eight and a third. <laughs> right. <laughs> and I just come in here, and it's, within an hour, I was just boom. Yeah. C- cleaning house, and um, <laughs> afterwards, waiting in a line to cash out my chips. <laughs> LSU falls right behind me, and he goes, "You did good, didn't you? Huh?" He's like, "Cause there's, yeah, there's a little bit of bitterness in him." Yeah. I was like. Well, at least he wasn't bitter enough to trade you to Minnesota for Miami after the, after he came in to close. Oh, <laughs> like Sergio Romo. Wow. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> wow. Yeah, he's uh, going to Minnesota 30 years from now. 30 years. Sergio Romo is a very old man. Maybe he's being inducted into the Hall of Fame 30 years from now. His, his grandson's probably a steroid baby at this point 30 <laughs> years from now. <laughs> yeah, that's that's funny. That's that, that's funny, the steroid. But go back to the first episode, which, by the way, we got a, we got something to harken back on. From the first episode yes. of the podcast, so if you're if you're just listening every like cur- every now uh, if you're listening if you're in the current timeline, not 30 years from now, and you're listening as the podcast come out, but you haven't listened to all the episodes. There's gonna be something later on the show that's gonna reference to the first episode yeah. which he just did with the steroid babies. right pause it now and go back to listen to episode one it's only 25 it, it, minutes so. yes yeah, it's the shortest one we have so, a bunch of issues like our microphones but, but it will be worth it down the road uh, this episode will will uh Go back to that, so it doesn't matter that you listen to that. But part. back to our night at sa- on uh, on Saturday night, you know, mm-hmm. I, I did, the poker table was a, a nice experience. And then I know, before that, you know, before and after that, we were playing at the uh, Piegau table. Yeah, I never played Piegau before. It, I was, uh, we got there, you sat down to play Piegau. I was scoping the area, seeing what I wanted to play, and I got sick and tired of just walking around looking for a table. So I said, you know what? I'll, I'll watch Robbie for a little bit, and then I'll play, and then I sat down and I played a pie guy for the first time in my life. I was kind of laying the groundwork for you, and what are you, the first thing you, the first hand you get, when yeah. you, the first time you sit down, uh-huh. you get a straight flush? Yeah, well, beginner's luck. <laughs> and, and for those of you who don't know how pie guy works, you know, it's a seven-card hand. Now, 30 years from now, what kind of crazy pie guy they're playing right now? Futuristic pie guy, whatever right. it may be. But it'll, get, be a, it'll be a Russian robot dealer. But then the, <laughs> oh, in, no, not that guy. No, I'm, I'm looking no, 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 not the Russian dealer <laughs> from, from the last time. Well, we he went, still might be around 30 years from now. Right, but it'll, it'll be a Russian robot, like the Ups. <laughs> oh, yeah, Atlantic League, Atlantic yeah. League pie guy. <laughs> <laughs> and the dealer will be getting, a, have the robot in there, and that, that'll yeah. decide what hand plays. But pie guy is a seven card. You get seven cards, and you have to make two poker hands. One five-card hand and one two-card hand, which your two-card hand is, it has to be your second-best hand. Correct. Your two-card hand cannot be better than your five-card hand. And then you, you play against the dealer. It's kind of like blackjack and poker mixed together. And um, the dealer has her his or her five-card hand and a two-card hand, and you have to beat the dealer on both hands. To, if you beat the dealer on one, though, you still push. You still push. It's like nothing happened. Mm-hmm. If, you lo- if you, the dealer beats you on both, you lose your bet. And if you win both, you obviously get paid. Uh, well, you get paid like you know 95% of your bet. You still got the, the house still get, takes back 5%. Yeah. And also, you could do a side bet, which is called the fortune bet, where you could bet as low as a dollar, whereas the main bet has to be in some places has to be at least $20. Mm-hmm. The side fortune bet... It has payouts like, you know, it has nothing to do with whether you beat the dealer or not. It's like if you get at least a three of a kind, you get paid three to one. Or straight, which is better than three of a kind but doesn't pay as well, straight pays two to one. Anything, Basically, anything better than two pairs, Correct. you're getting paid. Mm-hmm. And you can even, it, it, it's all seven cards put together. You could even not actually have two pairs, I mean three of a kind on your five card hand. Or you could break up your flush and separate the flush into two different hands. And you'll still get credit for the flush on the side bet. Right. Obviously not in the in the main bet, but so that you you lay down a dollar on that side bet, your mm-hmm. very first hand, and fifty to one straight flush. Yeah. Now you did have help with the Joker, which by the way, for those of you who don't know, the Joker, which I did not know this at the time, I just got lucky because I had no idea that the Joker only worked the way that Robbie's about to explain it. it it's an ace. It's it's a, by default it's an ace. But if you have four to a straight or four to a flush, the Joker would finish off the straight or the flush. Mm-hmm. It's not like it's not a wild card. It's only wild in no sense. Other than that, other than those situations, it's an ace. So you had four to a straight flush, and you had a Joker, and you made that you were able to make out a straight flush. Your very first hand playing a fifty to one bet on the side bet. Yeah, and I still didn't even win the hand. Now, back to our friend uh, LSU Phil, mm-hmm. who I, I can understand. He he was he is. 
he may have a point on this that that the side bet is is kind of a sucker's no, bet. No, no, he does. All those side bets. Th- there's a reason why these casinos have these side bets. They're all su- they're all scams. They're all sucker bets. That's why they have them. Not that, if not, they wouldn't put them there. Yeah, like you know, the match the dealer for Spanish blackjack. You know, in, in blackjack you have. You know what? What is it like? the The gamer has forty eight, forty six percent chance, or something like that. There's a reason why they put these they put these side bets. It's to get that extra percentage. Like you're gonna win sometimes, but in the long run, you're gonna be losing money. Yeah, I was putting a dollar there every time because I had to because I won the fifty to one. But I didn't want to. I might have won one or two after that, which was a three to one. What? So it's three dollars, but I had lost. Twenty dollars in the twenty hands we had to play it, so it's, it's it is a sucker bet. It it is a sucker bet, but it's kind of a fun sucker bet. When it, it is hits. A fun, and when you hit it, when you hit it on a big one like I did, it's fun. But, the, but the majority of the time, if you yeah, hit it, you're gonna hit the yeah. three to one. But, but we're betting twenty or forty dollars at a time on the main bet. The, the side bet's only costing us a dollar. That's why the temptation is just so hard to pass up. Yeah. And uh, here's how I equate it. I equate it to picking up chicks. Oh yeah. Uh, well, here, here's why. I haven't heard this one before. So. When you go out and pick up, pick up chicks, most of the time, you're going to come up empty, empty-handed. Yeah. Is that fair, fair to say most of the time, when you go out and attempt to pick up chicks, you're doing all the things right, you get your best clothes on, you know, you're going out spending money, you know, whether it's beverages or this or that, on picking up chicks. But most of the time, you're going to end up losing money. But the one time you do, it does pay off. Uh-huh. It's a good, it feels good. Yeah. But even over the course of the time, you're going to end up spending more money than you are getting chicks. Right. It's like baseball. You fail seven out of ten times, you're a Hall of Famer. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> if, you, if, you, if you go 300 on PyGal bets, you know. I, if you, I, I just quoted somebody, and I don't remember who it was, so my apologies, but that is a quote from that, somebody. That, that is. That, I mean, it's, it's true. So 300, well, it depends how you get to 300 now. Nowadays, you can't just go 300, you know, not have any substance behind it. Not, you can't have, like, a 90 career home runs over a 20-year career and hit 300. Yeah. Unless but, you steal out yeah. of uh, with, the, with the way the juices are balled, I think I can have yeah, 90 career yes, home runs. Uh, that's true. So, yeah, by the pike, I bet it's a fun little bet. And it may, is it a sucker bet? Yes, but it's it's kind of like picking pick up chicks is technically a sucker bet. Yeah, no, <laughs> yeah. I, all those bets, and I mean, those are all sucker bets. And, you know, you, you win one of the suckers and you have a good night. Well, I guess if you're picking up chicks, you're kind of hoping for a sucker bet. Yeah, well, <laughs> that is that is true. Well, but no, it started my night off, off well, and I ended up hot the rest of the night. So that was a good start. Yeah, we actually could have kept playing. But you yeah. Know. yeah, no, but I'm glad we left because I was up at the time, and if not, you and I would have ended up staying there until five in the morning, and yeah. I would have lost everything I'd won plus more. So yeah, we, it was a good we, time to leave. We'd be passed out on the casino floor. You know? <laughs> I've actually done that. I've done that in Palm Springs once. What? Two of my friends left, and this was before Uber, hmm. and there were no cabs, and they went back to the hotel, and I, we told I was staying with another friend at the casino. So yeah, pick us up around eight, and then we'll drive back to San Diego. By like 6:30, both him and I were cashed out, and we were done. Like ATM, not bringing anything out. Like we're cashed out, so we ended up just hanging out and passing out on a couch for an hour until our friends got there to take us home. <laughs> that's that's a that's a wild that's that's pretty wild. Yeah. But speaking of chicks, as we brought up earlier, we were at a we had another rendezvous mm-hmm. at uh, Marlins Park over the weekend. Another great $10 Budweiser Terrace mm-hmm. night. I ended up uh, jumping in the Clevelander pool mm-hmm. because I offered up my services to the gods. The Marlins were down uh, by a run in the ninth inning, and me and another gentleman uh, said that if they would walk, if they walked off this inning, the bottom of the ninth, that we would jump jump in the pool. And yeah. So I made that proclamation, and sure enough, the Marlins they scored two runs in the bottom of the ninth. They walked off, so he jumped in the fir- pool first, and then. I made sure to take everything out—my wallet, keys, phone, even my hat, and, I, and even my Crocs—and I jumped straight in the pool. Yeah. It was an, uh, an epic first. It was fun. It was cool when you guys did it. I got all wet too because I was standing there videotaping it. It was fun though. You guys, you guys said you guys were mad of your words. You said that if they walked yeah. off, you're gonna jump in. You jumped in. And you even t- took your shirt off out in that Cleveland. Oh yeah. I mean, there, <laughs> there was this clown who thought because he had like nice biceps, he could spend the whole night without his shirt. Well, so can I. I have a beer belly, but I can spend my take my shirt off too. Why not? <laughs> and then another gentleman was about to t- take off his shirt, and we're like, no, no, well, no. Well, he, he's got a little bit more of a beer belly than I do, but uh, <laughs> but I would have been fine. I would have been okay with it. I would have gone over and hung out with him. The two shirtless men that aren't as built as this other clown. So if you listen, if you li- if you if you listen to every episode on this podcast, uh, you heard on episode one that was our previous rendezvous at Marlins Park for the same situation, and I always have people come up to me. And I said, hey, man, you're Robbie the DeGeneres, man. What's up? And I said that. And do you remember what I told you when, you, when, when after we recorded, or during that first episode, what I said that was going to happen in the future? 
Oh, you we spoke it into existence. I, I said now that you do a podcast with SDI, it's going to be a woman coming. Yes. Right so at the I own my 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 not not complaint, but my my comment I made in the episode one was only dudes could come up to me mm-hmm. and and approach me and say what's up. It's never it's not females. And uh, this past weekend there was a female Carmen, very nice lady. She came yeah. up. She says I was a big fan of Robbie the Degenerate. Now I don't know if this counts or not, so I have to bring up some sites. She was told. Who I was by by a dude, and the dude's like, "Hey, that's this this guy, whatsoever." Yeah, but that counts because as soon as she as she was told who you were, she went up to you instead of going up to anybody else. She ran. I she was you know she was Usain Bolt running up to you yeah. to take that picture. And her husband was also there. Her husband was a massive degenerate, yeah, massive yeah. massive handicapper. Uh, no joke. I saw her her husband uh, smoking a cigarette, sitting down on the, on the couch uh, outside the Cleveland, and I'm like. That's me 30 years from now. Right, right, right. <laughs> so, yeah, this is 30 years from now. That so, way. he's the guy I'm going to be doing the podcast with in 30 <laughs> yeah. years? Oh, man. <laughs> you know right, we should get him right. on? <laughs> we should get him on the sure podcast. Can... Yeah. I was a little jealous because they kept calling her uh, something insider, and I was like, well, I'm the only insider here. Why is somebody else taking the insider <laughs> terminology away from me? What's going on here? Yeah, she was, they came all the way down from Jupiter. They did. They the did. Dro- and drops of Jupiter, if you will. They must love trains. <laughs> you made that joke like seven <laughs> times that night. When the podcast hasn't heard, the people who listen to the podcast <laughs> right, right, haven't right, heard right. that joke. No, yeah, that's They true. must they love uh, Orchids of Asia, too, you know. Yeah, that, that, is, that, is that where uh, Robert Kraft? Is that Robert, yeah, uh, Robert Kraft joke? All right. All right. Yeah. So <laughs> you, you could go. The, the classic Jupiter thing to do is uh, just listen to train and then walk in Orchids of Asia. Yeah. That's the Jupiter thing. And, and she brought up that, you know, I brought up the Orchids of Asia comment because she loves going to spring training to watch the Marlins. That's where they have the uh-huh. complex yeah. to share with the Cardinals out in Jupiter. And she's like, oh, yeah, it's not too far from the stadium. And, yeah, oh, yeah, Bill Belichick and uh, Bill Parcells are at the games all the time. I'm like, oh. Well, that's, is that why Bill Parcells wasn't a good president here? He was too busy hanging out in Jupiter? Yeah, you might be on to something yeah. there. Although it, it hasn't hurt Robert Kraft, so yeah, <laughs> Patriots. <laughs> well, yeah, that was a that was a wild time, and uh, a, fir- a first finally, even though you know c- circumstances be withstanding, she was she she didn't know who I was, but she did get pointed out to be my another dude. Speaking of orchids of Asia, man, we caused some outrage uh, with the popcorn trick. Yeah, and you know we had Texas Rose. A nice young lady come on with us, mm-hmm. and uh, she was emphatic. You heard it in the previously, like, yep. now nobody ain't falling for it, and if you're doing it, you ain't right with God. I wonder what Tony thinks of all this. What do you think? You know what? Let's give him a call, because I got some questions for uh, Tony, too. Yeah. That's, uh, he was at the Marlins game last night, so maybe he can give us some uh, Marlins insider information. <laughs> oh, God. All right, Tony. Let's give him a call. All right. All right, Tony. So, last week... Uh, we had a lady come on with us, uh-huh. and she said that there's no way that anybody would fall for the popcorn trick. But, Tony, a trick is a trick. Well, nowadays, it's that, because that, it's been out there for a long time, it's, she could say that. I'm just saying, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, hey, if she was, before they mean was initiated, a person, a woman could get fall for the popcorn trick. It happens. I did. I was successful for many, many, many years, years doing this. You know, it's it's been it's been gone. It's been out there. Yeah, a woman could say that all oh, because of uh, Chappelle and everything else. Yeah, okay, fine. You you can say that right now. But before that, you couldn't say that. A woman could easily get, you know, get fall for that. Now, Tony, like you've been out of the game for a while. Like you know, you retired right now. What was the moment of when you decided to hang it up? I just say it's, it's already been out there. I'm not gonna try it. I I, I do my I do my own funny things. Whatever I get with a date with a, with a date with a, in the movies, but that I, I, I just abandoned. I say it's, 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 it was it was a, it was an art. It was a great art to do it for a long period of time. But it's time to cut the hang hang hang. When it's time to hang hang the rope hang. Hang up, you gotta hang up, you know. So what do you do? You hang up the bucket? Yeah, I hang up. I hang up the well uh, bucket, I guess, or or the or the boots. I have a wrestling, you know, term. But I got something to tell you about yesterday. Cause I told what I told uh, SDI is that I was at the bargain last night. I was going at the game, enjoying the game. Got nice seats, had my hot dog, had my soda, and you know, I'm in the, I see a nice, a nice left left field with a little up. up, up Upper deck and relaxing, enjoying that cool AC that that that, 
the at, at the stadium. So uh, I saw these three hot chicks next to me. Obviously, well, I'm waiting for um, before I make any inches. They be away from their boyfriends or husband, whatever. They came by. They saw the boyfriends. They were with their girlfriends, their husband, and then around the third inning, Robbie. Now, Robbie, uh, Paul, and SDI. What's the one thing you do when you invite a check to the game, any sport event? You either stay for the whole game or stay for the whole or the stay for most of the game. What's the one thing a woman will hate, hate to tell you? I'm pregnant. No. I'm bored. I'm getting this girl. I swear. I swear. It's funny. I'm bored. I got a. I got a. I got goose bar. My nipples getting hard from the periods next to me in the game. I'm like this. I was laughing my ass off. I say really. I say dude. Not no no friends, but you know she knows you. She invited. Yeah, invited her baseball. She ever been to sporting event? She's not really a sporting event. She's not. But she decided to to go to a sporting event, a baseball game. It's 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 a crime. I swear. I swear. I swear. Honestly. I never, I, if I ever invite a chick to a sporting event, I say, hey, honey, we're going to go to this certain event, this certain, let's say, let's say football. We're going to, yeah, it's a, it's a party, I mean, with a tailgate party and everything, but hey, if it's rainy, hey, we're going to stay for the whole game. But, hey, if it, if, it's, if it's a coast game and all that, we're going to stay for the whole game. So, Tony, you have a strict rule. Like you're not only the expert of the popcorn trick, but if you're bringing said popcorn trick lady to a baseball game, you better believe she stay for the whole game. I mean, at least I, I, it was the third inning. It was the fourth Whoa. third inning, and I'm like, wow. The, 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 the Mars were winning. I mean, they were up, uh, I think it was uh, six to one in the third inning. When I was there, I'm like, really? You just got you. You just get uh, your boyfriend and husband got your hot dogs and where you and some tacos. I mean, honestly, you have to at least at least stay for the half a game. I mean, I stay leaving around a, around a six or seven inning, but at least really. I, yeah, but but was she hot? Tell no, me how hot was she. Yeah, she was hot. Oh, so then, so then sometimes you gotta deal with sometimes you gotta deal with the crazy when they're hot. And then it, 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 they just did because it, it, we thought, hey, we're going to clean with around seven inning, you know, because that's why they allow people to go inside a clean with around seven inning. I mean, really, you just there for the party atmosphere? It's, it's, a, it's a Monday night. It's not really a Friday night. I mean, Friday, Friday night we would be jumping in the clean with a Friday night baseball game. I know I've been there, you know, but. All right, Tony, quick questions before we uh, let you go. We're about to retire this popcorn trick uh, conversation. So just rapid-fire answers. Question one, have you ever popcorn tricked two girls at the same time in the same movie? I never had dates with two girls at once. If you're going to say two separate girls and two separate nights, yeah, I've done that. I've done that. Oh, two separate nights. (laughs) Yeah, let's, let's, let's do that, you know. All right, Tony. Thanks for thanks for the time, man. Thanks for the expertise. All right, buddy. <laughs> well, that was a wild, uh, wild story. I'm on surprise story. Yeah, that I'm was. Stay for the whole game. Third inning. Yeah, no. I mean, it's it's. I've heard that happen to people at Heat games where they want to leave in at you know even before halftime. And uh, I agree with Tony. If, I if mean, that, you, the Heat the Heat game. You know, that's a that's a wine and cheese crowd. They probably wanted to get. <laughs> yeah, but it's also wine and cheese price. So if you're paying, you know, Marlins, you can pay twelve dollars, and the girl wants to leave in the fourth inning. Okay, whatever. But if I'm paying, you know, heat ticket prices, I'm not leaving at halftime. Well, they're, they're probably just in a rush to get back to their valet parking. <laughs> right. Uh, speaking of which, we got to go back to Saturday night because it was a little bit of issue. So Saturday night, we all went home, and back to our friend LSU Phil, and uh, I part, I, I parked at his house or his complex. Uh, he gave me a sticker to get, uh, you know, this amount of time valet parking. Mm-hmm. Very nice of LSU Phil. And uh, the valet, we, we had to go to the other building. The valet took a little longer. Whatever. whatever. That, that's fine. It's, it happens. But I did feel the uh, urge to have to... Uh, I, I did leave a couple dollars as tip. That's what you're supposed to do with valet parking. But here's my issue. All right, normally tipping, when you go to a restaurant... You're paying for food, but you're tipping for service. Is that that's fair? That's fair, right? Yeah, and waiters and bartenders don't get paid a, correct an hourly wage. Yeah. So that is their that's their but salary. But what you're paying for is them bringing it to you. Correct. Bringing it to you personally, because if you do it to go, you don't have to tip. Agreed. Now valet parking. What you are pay? What is the definition of valet parking? You're leaving your car. Get, they're parking it for you, and they're bringing it back. Exactly. So. What is the additional service that you didn't already pay for? So yeah, so if you paid for it, then I I if I pay for it, I, I tip like a dollar. 
Uh, but you still have to tip, regardless. Yeah, it depends on the situation. I live in a building where we didn't have it was valet only. Like we didn't have self parking. So in that case, I wasn't tipping every day because if I tipped a dollar every time I got my car and every time I drop off my car, you're talking about you know more than seven hundred dollars. Like no no way. But if you're going to an establishment, like I went to Prime One Twelve the other the other night. Whoa. Yeah, yeah well, yeah. <laughs> high roller sometimes. <laughs> and uh, the valet was twenty dollars. I'm not tipping you if you're charging me twenty dollars to pay okay. to, to, for valet. But if it's free, I'll give you a dollar. If it's you know reasonable, I'll give them one. Well, if this normally the amount of time I spent parked at this place, it normally would have not been free. But thanks to LSU Phil for giving me uh, some of his, you know, mm. giving me a sticker that I could use to park there. So I technically, you know, that that parking should have been paid parking. I just happened to have gotten it for free. The tip would have been the same. We're, we're, we're like if, yeah, but anywhere else you would have paid at least. You know, $10 I'm very, I'm very, I'm very grateful. I'm very grateful, and I tip because I, I think I'm gonna be parking there a lot. And so I, I didn't want any issues with... Now, if the, you would have lost at the Hard Rock, I would have said, yeah, don't tip. But since you want some money, give them a couple yeah, bucks. That's, you know? that's exactly why, too. You know, yeah, I, That's on the Seminoles, who apparently have 153 days left until uh, college football starts. <laughs> oh, that was good. Those jackaloons. <laughs> but, but this brings me to another point, because I used to play dominoes at this place. And uh, it was a cigar shop. I don't smoke cigars, but I go to play dominoes. I stopped going because cigars I, and dominoes. That is that is Miami. Yeah. That is as Miami as it gets. But I had to stop going because you know I was gonna get lung cancer if I kept going <laughs> there, and I wasn't doing any of the smoking. Uh, right, right. You were just hanging out playing dominoes. Yeah. And so this place had a big gigantic sign. It said "Free Valet Parking." Yeah. But the the the, the mind reading that goes into places, you got to give the guy a tip. Correct. Free, well, but here's what I would say: if you want everybody to tip, why why try to deceive the customers? Why not just say Two dollars valet parking, and then boom, it's taken care of. I mean, there's an answer to that actually. It's because if it's free valet, they're not paying the guys, and the guys are just working for tips. If they charge for the valet, they might have to pay their employees since people aren't going to tip as much. But the, but why so not? Yeah. For the establishment, it's cheaper to have free valet and have these guys work off of tips than it is to charge you for valet and have to pay them. But but why 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 the signage is there? Just say. Free valet parking. Well, where, where was this located? Well, only people in, in Miami are going to get this. People, if you're listening to the podcast, wherever you are, you might not understand if you're listening outside the U.S. or if you're even listening outside of Miami, you're not going to get it. But it's like near Sunset Place. Right. So my question is, I haven't is, been there was, in years. It, was there anywhere to park around there that was free? Or would you have to – because I know Sunset Place, you have to pay for parking. But if I, if I could park myself, I would. If that was an option, I would park myself and not have to deal with the, the tip or waiting for the car in valet parking. Right. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't know why they maybe it's an organization where that way they can organize the cars in a way but they want. I feel I like know. I feel like when I tip the valet parking, once you give a tip, valet parking no longer becomes free by rule. No, it is it's, not. No. Because you're technically you're not tipping on service. You're not cuz you already established that Well, if you go to a bar and the bartender gives you a free beer and you tip on it, is it no longer free? Is it no longer comped? I, I, I mean, it, that, that, I mean, that if you if you end up tipping the amount you would have if you just paid for a, no, a beer. No, but let's say you get a beer and you tip her, you give her a couple bucks because she gave you a six dollar. Yeah, beer but your chances free. are if you're getting a if you're getting a free beer, that's not the only beer you're having. Like chances are you would have already paid for several right, beers. Right, right. But that beer still happens to be free, even though you're tipping. But a little you're tipping bit on more. everything. You're tipping on everything else and all the other drinks you've actually paid for. Right, but if I go to a bar and I order three beers. And I tip three dollars. But if I order three beers and one of them happens to be free, I'm gonna give her. I'm gonna pay for the two, and I'm gonna tip her, you know, maybe five or six dollars instead of three, because she gave, she saved me six dollars or five dollars. But or you get, you get, if you end up giving it back, it's a very nice gesture. But you end, up, you, you end up tipping. You end up giving it back to her in tips, anyways. Yeah, but I rather. So she doesn't yeah. even, I'd rather give it to her than to the bar. I, I mean, yeah, she could have charged you for it, and you wouldn't have tipped as much, and you would have, and it would have been the same thing. Yeah, I mean. Bartenders have to deal with me. They deserve my tips. <laughs> no, I totally understand. You know what? I just think, and I have no problem giving the extra money. I just re- wish that they would, you know, the the it would be a little bit more transparent yeah. uh, with their with their delivery. Because the whole concept of tip is, you know, ch- they charge a price and then you have to kind of read their mind as to how much they will expect back at tips. Because you know, obviously, valet there's basically one or two dollars or yeah, whatever. Yeah, I think it's also it's also known nowadays. It's it's one of those things where you know you, you go to a bar, you're gonna tip. You go to valet, if it's not free, you're gonna tip. Now here's another issue with valet. If you don't have singles on you. Yeah, that is an issue. Because you can't you can't just give them a five and expect it to get changed well, back. No, they might sh- they might think that's the tip. No, you 
So the way you, I do it is, hey, do you have, you know, let me get $3 back. Yeah, but the, in that exchange, he, he he's going to look at you like you're being cheap. That's fine. Because you wouldn't want to give him that care. thing. I, my car's already there, so he can't do anything to my car anyway. I'm leaving. I don't care if he look, thinks I'm cheap. <laughs> That's why you don't tip them ahead of time. Because if you tip them ahead of time and you're too cheap, they can mess up with your they can mess with your car. But you tip them after you get in the car, you go. You know, an hour later, he's gonna forget about you. But like you know, maybe a, a twenty might be like, or watch, or you give him a twenty and they give you back four fives, expecting instead of giving you singles, they expect no, you right. give him a so five back. So I don't, back. I don't let, I don't let them decide what, how much to give me back. I, I give him a twenty. I said, hey, give me eighteen back. By the way, that was my approach at that, at that. Not not at LSU Phil's uh, the other night, but at that cigar shop, you know, mm-hmm. I conditionally tipped. I tipped when I had singles. I wasn't breaking a twenty to give anybody a tip. You know, like I mean, my family grew up in Mexico, and in Mexico, you tip for everything. Even you park you park at a parking lot, you pay for the lot, but you still have to tip the guy, you know, who watched your car. And so I've learned from a young age that if you give them, if you don't have change and you give them a bill, you tell them, give me eighteen back. Or give me whatever you want back, so that they don't even think about it. Yeah, but, but they don't. You don't let them process. Maybe it. he feels like he should only have to give you fifteen back. That's fine. He, he can feel however he wants, but he's gonna give me the eighteen back. But then I'm the next time my, you park there, he might, you know, he's gonna feel bitter about it. He's gonna. By the time the next time you park there, he's gonna forget about you. He's got through so many cars I don't know, man. They they tell those stories all day. You believe this guy? I, yeah. I. So if you didn't tip him, then you would be a story. But if you gave him two bucks, you're not a story because everybody gives him two to five. So you're not being abnormal. Abnormal would be don't tip him anything or tip him a hundred, but everything else is just everybody does the same thing. So yeah, but maybe he might think you're being abnormal by asking for eighteen dollars back instead of fifteen dollars. Oh, back. I don't think so. The difference the difference of abnormal is subjective. You know, we all have our different rules of what abnormal and, is. And I have had I have had people that that I'll give him a twenty, I'll be like, give me eighteen back, and he's like, oh, I don't have change, I only have fifteen, and I said, all right, don't worry, I'll be right back, and I'll go to the local gas station or Seven Eleven, and I'll get the change myself. By the way, since we're on the subject of tipping, you know, going back to restaurants and bars, I, I, I'm all for uh, full transparency, full disclosure. Like, you know, hey, something costs, t- whatever it costs at the end, that's what you pay. If you have to include the tip in there, fine. There's no, no, there's no mind reading. There's no guessing game. Mm-hmm. Nobody feels cheated. Like, you, you're not tipping too much. You're not tipping too yeah. little. So I, I totally blanked that. I was looking at my notes. Can you repeat that one more time? What did you say? No transparency, but what was full, the reason? Full transparency, full disclosure. Right. So what is that? Like, you want them to just have the tip included at the beginning? Yeah, like, yeah. you know. That's what I was going to – I thought that's what you said. I was going to say the same thing. If I ever owned a restaurant or a bar, I wouldn't uh, – no tips allowed. I'm, I'm adding the tip into your bill. I'm not – and it's not a standard 18%, but on a on a beer, instead of charging you $5, I'm going to charge you 6 but you don't have to tip. And it's included, and I'm paying my employees in a wage. This is beautiful. And, and they're, ma- they're going to make the same amount of money on a Saturday night when the bar is packed, and then on a Monday night when there's just me and four other people there. <laughs> mm-hmm. So, yeah, it's, it's almost like fixed wages in there, but everybody's everybody's happy. It evens out. Yes, you're missing out on, on the days where it's packed, but you're also not getting no, cheated out of days where it's not packed. You still have the option to tip. Like, if you want, if you get really good service and you want to slip 100 to but the here, bartender, here's, 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 here's the problem with that. Once one guy do, does it, then she expects that, then he or she is going to expect that no, from No, no, because she's going into that bar, he or she's going into that bar knowing that tips are not standard. But if somebody wants to tip, they, it's like when you go to a bar on South Beach and they add 18%, some people tip extra, some people don't. So, you know, you don't expect to get tipped extra, but you know you're getting at least the 18%. Yeah, and, you know, which is, you know, that that's my ideal world. Like, it, it, no confusion, no mind, no awkwardness, and, no mind reading. And I some, know there's a Curb episode about this, you know, when he didn't want to do any math. Right, <laughs> and, and some people will tell you, well, if swan. they know, some people will tell you, if they know that they're getting X amount of money no matter what, the service isn't going to be as good. But I think the opposite. I think if they know they're guaranteed money, they're going to work just as hard or harder because they want to stay at that job because they know that even if there's 1% or 25 people, they're still getting $15 an hour or whatever the wage would be. Yeah, and uh, that's I mean, that, that seems like a fairly brilliant idea. It just seems so simple. It seems so obvious. And uh, since we're still on this tipping subject, i got to bring this one up too. Barbers. Now, back in the day when I used to go to the barber mm-hmm. all the time, I haven't gone to the barber in years now. I just since I got clippers now, I can just shave myself. Or you don't go to your shave. guy anymore. <laughs> no, no, exactly. But back in the day, like you know, you tip the barber. But this goes back to the valet thing. You go in there, you're paying for a haircut. Yeah. And then you get the haircut. Right. What is the tip for? So, 
I know there's some sort of the way they pay their barbers, they make tips. Exactly. Like, like if they if they own the barber shop, don't tip them. If they're employees, same thing. It's like they're renting a chair, certain things. But you're right. In general, just instead of charging me, you know, twenty dollars for a haircut, just charge me twenty five, and we don't have to worry about. Yeah. See, see, see how simple this is. Yeah. It's almost as simple as a Shark Week. Oh, Jesus. That's a horrible uh, transition. For the for the 30th year or 32nd year in my life, I haven't watched one minute of that. Yeah, watched a single minute of Shark Week. Never. And I, I could see why people do say it's overrated. I just don't understand the point of seeing sharks swim around for <laughs> four hours a night. Well, they're, they're doing science. Yeah, they're they're right. tagging the sharks, right, but tracking give me, their migration patterns. Yeah, but give me the results when the science test is done. I don't need to see. I don't need to see this shark swimming through the whatever ocean shark swimming for eight hours. On Discovery Channel. And you know what they did the other day? Well, if you're listening 30 years from now, it's the 60th. It's 60 years of Shark Week. If you're listening 30 years from now. Should we explain what sharks are? Because they might not be around in 30 years. <laughs> yeah, you know what? If you're listening 30 years from now, do you tip the valet when you have to tip when you have to pull in your hover car? 30 <laughs> years right. from now, do you have to still tip <laughs> right. your valet? You no, know, you're gonna teleport yourself. <laughs> yeah. So you tip the guy who puts in the address because you want to make sure he takes you to the right place. <laughs> yeah, that's right. Hey, good button pushing. Here's a tip. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> but yeah, back to back to the sharks. So. The, the other the episode the other, the first episode that aired this version of 2019 edition of Shark Week, um, they go to a desert. They're trying to find lost teeth for from me- this giant megalodon, which you know they're trying to because which no longer exists. Right. It was a giant shark, mm-hmm. and they did studies that they got you know they they were too slow to catch up to other prey, and the great and the like the great whites were able to move and faster. The makos were fast. But the great and the great whites were, you know, they they got phased out because they couldn't move, and they got out phased out by the makos and the great white sharks. But they went to find teeth of the megalodon, and they mm-hmm. went to this desert in Mexico. You might know it, and uh, this desert once used to be water, and then you know tectonic plates like five point something millions ago, thirty years from now it's five point something and thirty million years from years ago, and uh, they go to this desert and they're expecting to find shark teeth all over the place, and sure enough. They go to this desert. Wow! All this, all this right, shark teeth right, left right, and right. right at, the, at the exact time that they're there, right? Yeah, and then they oh, look at this—a giant megalodon tooth. I'm like, okay, that's a little fishy. No pun intended. The exact day you're filming, you happen to see all these teeth and a megalodon tooth. Right. That was planted. I'm saying it now. That was a plant. Oh, 100 percent. Like, I mean, they have to though. They can't. What are they gonna? Re- they're gonna record for 35 years until they find a tooth. So they could be recording and they just edit out the part they find. Yeah, I, 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 understand, I understand it. I'm sure they were there longer than they were, but just so happened that one day you're supposed to meet with the paleontologist, because he met with the paleontologist right, right. on site, yeah, yeah. and they go, the one day you happen to meet with a look at this, right. in the exact spot we said it might be, shark teeth everywhere and a giant megalodon. Now, great. I've, I've never seen Shark Week. I don't plan on ever watching Shark Week, but what I do want to know is, so you you watch it yearly? I watch it. I watch it, yeah. So how much different? Can it really be from year to year? They do do they they do have some interesting gadgets year to year. Now every year they always have a celebrity episode. Like last year it was Shaq learning how to swim with the sharks. And Michael Phelps racing. Oh right, that was, that was terrible. Right? Michael yeah. Phelps racing the CGI shark. Right, yeah. right, yeah. And then this year you had Rob Riggle, who was like the host of Shark Week. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had Rob Wiggle and like you know I think I said Wiggle. Uh, <laughs> Rob Riggle. You had like who's that guy from Seattle um, who does uh, who does talk shows? Okay. We have Anthony Anderson. And you had another guy, Adam Devine, and you had Damon Wayans Jr. and another guy, Joel. It's Joel something. Joel McHale. Yes, Joel McHale. Okay. They all they he surprised like they all they were expecting to show up and go to like this booze cruise and like no uh-huh. we're not going on that boat we're going on that boat and we're gonna go shark diving and it, it's just become the celebrity episode of you know guys who don't know anything about sharks and they have to they waste the experts' time into teaching these simpletons how to like yeah. interact with sharks. Like no no regular people can get access to you know a- that intensive shark training. Yeah okay so like it, you like every I feel like every year it's the same episode. You tag the shark, you see where he goes, what he breeds or who he breeds with, how he breeds, where they go, blah blah blah. And the next year it's the same thing, it's just a different shark, yeah. and it's like there's only so much. You and can it, do. It, their thing is oh we gotta tag the one shark, this this one shark, and it has a right. name. It's a one this one random shark yeah. in the middle of the ocean. That in, in that episode it was Zoe the tiger shark, the twenty right. foot right. tiger shark. Yeah. How, and, oh yeah, that's Zoe. Like, how do you really know that if that's Zoe? It's one uh, right. tiger shark out of a hundred thousand tiger sharks. That, that that's Zoe. Right. Like, no, you can it, tell it, which yeah. one's Zoe and which one's not Zoe. It doesn't make any any sense whatsoever. Well, I guess but, by, by the size, if she's the biggest one, or I'm assuming Zoe is a woman, uh, yeah. or a female shark. By the by the size, I guess you can tell. I don't know, but it's all it's all. But, that's but, why I've never watched. But it. here's what they did today. The uh, recently that was pretty interesting. That they didn't do. Re- it's like they go one step 
further the mm-hmm. next year. Like they tag a shark. Every episode some involves right. tagging a shark. Right. But this, there was a shark that was, you know, that killed somebody in Cape Cod uh, in 2018. That's uh, 31 years ago. For those listening, 30 years from now, and um, they, how did they want? It was, it was like their first, their first shark attack in like 80 years okay. on, on Cape Cod. So the scientists, why are sharks getting so close to the beach? Mm-hmm. And so what they they did was they made this this cage and they called it the lunchbox, mm-hmm. and it like goes, it like it moves like a shark, okay, and it goes way down to the basin, but. They're, they're, they're tracking the shark movement and whatnot in there. And then they also have an additional sonar. And they drop a sonar into the water. Mm. And a guy, a, one of the guys was nuts. My favorite thing about Shark Weeks is the, the near-death experience by the shark experts. Mm-hmm. When they're like, what are you doing? You're a massive idiot. But these guys are shark experts. So they, don't, they don't care. And then they jump in. They just go in the water with sharks free diving. Uh-huh. So this one guy left his the lunchbox, which is, it was a cage, but... There were some big holes in this cage. A shark, maybe not a great white, but a little skinny shark could fit right into those into the cage. Right. And so uh, this guy, he leaves his cage. He has to calibrate the sonar. Mm-hmm. He is, and he's he's got his walkie-talkie. He's talking with the the guys back in the boat. And he's like, oh, calibrate, calibrate. And then the shark's coming. He has to sprint back to the cage. But the sonar of the – I'm getting real nerdy here. Yeah. The, so, the sonar is – I don't know why I had to go through all that to explain <laughs> it. The sonar, it's going to send a signal to the satellite, and the satellite is going to beam back into the beach when there's a shark nearby the water so it can clear the beach right. so that nobody gets injured or killed on the beach. Yeah. So that was that was a cool thing with, with Shark Week. Science, science. And they, they, they go they, – they, they make some new caves, and they design the, the caves themselves. They like – in their garage, you know, <laughs> drilling, putting a case together. So next year next year on Shark Week, it's going to be why sharks are attacking in Miami. And I already have the answer. It's because the music from Ultra and Key Biscayne messed up oh! with their head, and now they're attacking people. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's, it's going back to uh, downtown. Well, yeah. 30 years from now, I don't know where it's going to be 30 years from now. But, right, but, but, but it's, it's that's a, this is a preview for Shark Week next next year. So. <laughs> yeah, they actually did have a shark. Uh, there was a, a Miami episode a couple years ago about sharks invading South Florida. Right. And Hammerhead, they're, they're a good spot for hammerheads. But yeah. it's it's I mean I, I watch it to catch to rip the soup and stuff, and you know to see the guys you know near death experiencing you know jumping into a uh, water filled with sharks like yeah. it's nothing. Do you always or going root, in and touching the sharks? Do you always root for them to get eaten? Because I always root for them to get eaten. Like, if you're, if you're buffoon enough to jump into the water with sharks, like, if you get eaten, I, I'm not going to feel bad for you. It's like those those people that, like, what's the, when they walk on the line, I forget what's... what's Tyrope, like, yeah. Wallendas. And then they fall, and it's, people are like, oh, tragedy. Like, no, they were walking on a tightrope without anything. Like, that's going to happen 99 out of 100 times. And that's they what's supposed have, to happen. they can have harness protection that they choose not to. Right. Like, I don't feel bad for if an idiot jumps into a shark-infested waters and he gets his leg bitten off, like... That sucks, but don't jump. That's why I don't jump into the water with sharks. The only reason I don't root for deaths, well, I root for like something. I, they're not going to show the death on I mean, TV. Yeah, rooting for it was a bad word. I yeah. don't mean I root for it. It's like if it happens. <laughs> Go, shark. They're invading your turn. Right. They're the invaders. Yeah. Like, I mean, if it happens, I'm not going to feel bad because you are the one jumping in shark infested waters. But no, I hope, I hope they all survive. I hope they're all safe. But there was an episode like eight or nine years ago in which they were guys diving for abalone. Which you know, I think if you, if you dive for this abalone, is like worth like ten thousand a piece. They're way down in the ocean, mm-hmm. and uh, this one guy he went for a dive. He's like, hey, I'm gonna go for another dive, and uh, and then he goes, oh, th- then you just see a graphic. Oh, this man uh, did not make it back. He died in the incident. Yeah. You know, go for that. You're not gonna show the guy getting no, eaten I, by I a shark. No, I understand. I understand they're not gonna show it. I don't want to. It, ha- it has happened. And before. I don't want to see it either. By the way, I don't like that stuff. <laughs> but I'm saying, if it does happen, I, it's hard for me to feel bad for them. The only episodes that are the same every year, well, there's a bunch of episodes that are basically the same, but it's always like, there's always the shark attack episode where it goes through uh, victims of shark attacks, and it's mm-hmm. like, it's the same answers every time. Uh, I, was, I was going on a surfboard, and uh, I look up, and uh, I look up my arm, and it was gone. Right. You know, it's, just, yeah. <laughs> it's all the same story. See, th- those people I feel bad for, because they yeah. didn't know there was a shark in the water. They didn't choose to jump yeah. into the water with sharks. Yeah, they're just going surfing yeah, or boogie boarding. Yeah. But it's the same stories. It's like, you know, hey, uh... I'm walking around, and, you know. I just I, see, I feel I feel a pinch on my leg, and oh, there's a shark right behind me. All right, check check out this segue right here. Yeah, have we done any sports yet? No, that's why I'm segueing to that right now. The Sharks play in San Jose. The Niners play next door. They're in the same division as the Rams. The game we forgot to cover last week. Whoa, that's right. We we, we did. We at our picks at the end. We. 
did forget to mention a critical NFL football game from week one. I thought you were going to go into the Raiders, you know, hiding people from hard knocks. Not, you know, right. <laughs> which, well, yeah. Which no, is another stupid issue, like, you know. There is a Raider coming up later in the show, yeah. but that's, that's coming up later. So, so yeah, we got to get into this breakdown. Rams, Panthers, week one. The Rams are three-point road favorites. I, I think it got to take Carolina in the three points because remember last year, week one against uh, or 31 years ago, if you're listening 30 years from now, against the uh, Ca- Dallas Cowboys. Uh, Cowboys were, were slight favorites of this game, and the Panthers they kicked their ass. That that first week one game was 16 to eight, I believe mm-hmm. that final score was. That defense was nasty yeah. week one, and I think you also got a team from LA coming all the way across country yeah, and playing on the East Coast. Does that matter in week one? Oh, it's, it's even more so in week one. It's super hot. And it's already Oh, I was talking about weather. I thought you were going to say no, the, well, the travel and the time. But the week that, one, they're not it, tired It adds yet. up. The travel is a little bit. And then the, the, the weather on top of the travel, mm-hmm. it all adds up at the end. It's like yeah. a big bowl of equity. Mm-hmm. But, and, but uh, let me see. Is that is that a 1 o'clock game, though? I, I, I'm not sure. And it's in Carolina. We know it's in Carolina. No, but sometimes they, they're week one. They could do like a, like a, a like, like with the Cowboy Giants is a 4 o'clocker. Yeah, well, that, that's always that's a surprise. Not Sunday night football. Well, that's because the biases of the NFL had to put the Bears-Packers on Thursday night for some idiotic reason. But then you'd still have a terrible Giants team playing on Sunday night football, which is no, nobody wants. I think people got sick of seeing. We talked about this right. last week on the podcast. Yeah, they could have like, picked a better Sunday night game, but they should they should have still put the Patriots. And I don't even like the Patriots, but they should have put the Patriots on. It is a one o'clock game, so yeah, it's at the 10 a.m. local start for right. the Rams, and it's. Blistering hot in Carolina. I'm going. I'm taking point, and I'm getting another rule that comes into play: home dog, three points or less. You always take the home team. I'm taking Carolina, taking the three points. This is this is a hard one for me because the better the Rams do, the worse it is for the other LA team, and I've become a member of the Ramily because of that. <laughs> but I don't think the Rams are even going to make the playoffs this year. Whoa! So I'm taking Carolina. That's an intense breakdown for a game we forgot we forgot about. Right? Yeah, I mean, Jared, Jared Goff is not good, and Gurley, with, with all the stuff he's going through, they lost to and Sue. They're not going to be as good. I, the night, I think the 49ers are going to win that division. I don't think the Rams are going to make the playoffs. All right, Robbie, it's time for the Bias of the Week. Hit the music. All right, so we got two this week. Number one is uh, Antonio Brown flying or getting into a training camp in a hot air balloon. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, it's such a biasa move. Like, it's a, this it's very look at me. It's, it's very look at me after what you just went through in Pittsburgh where, where you sat out the last game because you were look at me when you had all these problems in Pittsburgh with, with Roethlisberger, with Tomlin. Get to a new team, fresh start, cool. Start right. Don't start by, oh, it's all about me. It's all about me. Now, I wonder how that's going to go on Hard Knocks. Is there going to be a guy with a Hard Knocks camera on the hot air balloon? Like, does that mean I'm certain he's not operating it, but that's now, dangerous. If, if there is a Hard Knocks camera on the hot air balloon, then I will rescind my Payaso of the Week because then it's an HBO, so HBO will be the Payaso of the Week for doing that. <laughs> well, he would have done that with HBO or not. Right, right. But if HBO knew about it ahead of time and put a camera on, then they're as big of Payasos as Antonio Brown. Now, is that your biggest Payaso of the Week? No, or? my biggest Payaso of the Week is the Pac-12. Oh, <laughs> they want to have 9 a.m. kickoffs? They're talking about it. 9 a.m. Pacific, so 12 Eastern. That would mean the players would have to wake up realistically, best case scenario, at 4.30 or 5 a.m. to get ready for a game. Yeah, I, I just can't see that ever coming to fruition. It just I, I Imagine fans having to come all the way to the game for a 9 a.m. kickoff. No, and it's not even that. Like Fans fans will show up, but and students will, you know, they'll, they'll stay drunk from the night before, and then they'll go, and it'll be a ruckus crowd, and that, that could be cool. But you're going to make a ni- an 18, 19-year-old kid wake up at 4 a.m. to eat, warm up, get to the stadium, all that, and play a game at 9 o'clock in the morning? Your body's not even ready. I mean, I don't know. Maybe people are different than me, but at nine o'clock, my buddy's not ready to get hit. But then again, my buddy's never get ready ready to get hit. So. <laughs> but yeah, like the the noon. I don't know why they're chasing the noon Eastern time kickoff window. Like obviously, that's just what right after college game day starts. But really, like you know, the prime time is three thirty and the eight o'clock night game on the East Coast. And obviously, the Pac-12 has had issues with the ten thirty like, East Coast it games. Even, it doesn't even make sense to me because I get it. You want to be on ESPN. You want to be on at noon because you think that's when the recruits are watching. But you're telling me a 17-year-old kid is waking up on a Saturday at noon to watch, no, no. you know, you... You sleep through the first half. Right. And, like, they're watching, what, Oregon State against Purdue Arizona and Indiana. State? Like, yeah. no, get out of here. Like, they're not wa- waking up for that. Yeah. So you, you're, you're much better off being on at 3.30 and, and later on. At so, night. yeah, you should, you should shoot for the noon kickoff local time, that, which I, I believe they already do. But here's a big problem. 
You want people watching your network. You want people watching your your network at your conference. Mm-hmm. You gotta have your network available to all subscribers. The right. Pac-12 at this current moment. Maybe 30 years from now they figured it out, but at this current moment they do not have a deal with DirecTV. So if you have DirecTV, you do not get access to the Pac-12 network. And and 99.9% of bars have the Pac have DirecTV because that's how you get Sunday ticket. So they're not they're not forget about getting on at 9 a.m. How about get on get Direct in the bar first? Get on a bar. <laughs> like let's worry about that first. What Pac-12 commissioner Payaso, whatever your name is. Your name's Payaso the Week. That's what your name is. <laughs> I think it's Larry Scott. Yeah, Payaso know, the Week. I think he has the same name as the former Canes tight ends coach, so, soon to be interim head coach. Is he related to Michael Scott? Maybe that's why he's such a Payaso <laughs> the Week. Next thing you know, he's going to put his foot. He's going to wake up. He wants to wake up to bacon in the morning, and then he puts his foot in the bacon <laughs> machine. Yeah. But speaking of putting your foot in it, this uh, Miami Hurricanes. We haven't got into we haven't got into the we haven't got into the humongous position battles going on in South Florida here locally. Not that anybody cares about this thirty years from now, but well, it's it's end of July, so there's not a lot of sports going on. So for our non-sports listeners, this is a good one for yeah, you. Yeah, we we waited. We got through fifty minutes of potting. You know, we, well, we did get into some sports there a little bit, but let's say forty-five minutes of potting. You know, without getting into like real hardcore sports. So kudos, uh, kudos. For, we we you could turn the you could mute the t- the podcast now if you want to. If you're not into this, we're gonna probably go with sports for a little bit, but. This Tate Martell, he's quarterback for the Miami Hurricane. He came out. I want to. Uh, you know what? I'm overruling your bias of the week. This guy making a hype video. Where he's in the middle of a. He, has, he hasn't been assured the starting quarterback job yet. All he's proven so far is he's the coolest quarterback of the three quarterbacks to him, ta- uh, Nikosi Perry and Jaron Williams. But he is by far the worst of the three. He has not proven that he could be the best football player. But he might get the starting job because of you know he's the coolest. And Manny Diaz wants to be cool. He's the guy showing up on a boat. He's the guy <laughs> tweeting out the gif of the hurricane every time there's a recruit or a transfer and waking people up. You know, yeah. he wants to be this cool guy, but he hasn't proven he can coach a football game yet. Everyone's anointing him as this great, badass coach. Uh, this is why I think they're going to get smashed by Florida, 60 to nothing. You think Tate Martell's going to start game one? He's going to start game one. Oh, and he's not, it's not because of his football ability. He's going to start because he's the coolest. Yeah, well, and he, he, had to, he came out with his hype video, which the other quarterbacks have not produced a hype video yet. So they're behind. They don't have, well, if they don't have swag, then they shouldn't start Miami anyway. Oh, give me swag. <laughs> you know, all these bros out there, they like to brag about the swag. But you know what? The Canes went 7-6 and six last year. But they didn't and have swag. That was the problem. No, they, they did have all the swag. We were swaggering into LSU. And the only one left swaggering was LSU well, Phil without his pants. Was, was Malik Rozier? <laughs> <laughs> okay. Was Malik Rozier doing hype videos? No, he had no swag. But you know what? Malik Rozier went 10-3. and three. He won 10-3 the year before. Yeah. Well, he, he, had, went, other, he had other guys with swag. We, we, we were all sans pants in that Notre Dame game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. The year was back. The, it was. And the year and, was back. And then, and then, you know, okay, last that was the season was fun. And the next year, 7-6. In fact, they've had one ten, that That 10-win season was the only 10-win season the Canes have had since 2003. So you, if you go back to the yeah. 16 years, I mean, 30 years from now, I'm, I'm hoping they have more than one 10-win season since 2003, <laughs> 30 years from now. Uh, They've only had one ten win season. You would have sworn, like if you listen if you listen to all the bros out there praising Manny Diaz, you would have sworn this was two thousand one when we were kicking everybody's ass. But we got a lot of work to do. The offensive line is gonna be really bad this year. Yeah. They're gonna start be starting a freshman, uh Zion Nelson at tackle. Well, Zion freshman yeah. seems to be good now. something. But by the way, locally down here, the Dolphins and the Canes. Both have the exact same problems. They both have quarterback issues, and they both have terrible offensive line. And the Dolphins just fired their offensive line coach four days into practice. Yeah. Hey, you know what? If he can't coach four days into practice, you might as well get rid of him now. Yeah, I mean, guess. But I think the Dolphins are going to set the record for sack ratio. It's a new stat I made up, which is sacks given up versus sacks attained. So the Dolphins are going to allow a lot of sacks on the offensive line, but their pass rush is going to produce very little sacks. So they're going to get no sacks, but they're going to be giving up a lot of sacks, mm-hmm. which leads to a high uh, sack ratio. It's a new stat. Yeah, no, I mean, in this, in this new era with all these new stats, I think you're onto something. Yeah, right? you know, <laughs> there's been crazier stats before, like Babip. Yeah, maybe you should sell it to the guys from Moneyball. <laughs> you know what? Bill we'll James. Call. I'm sure Bill James needs a football <laughs> sack <stat>. ratio. <laughs> <laughs> maybe he can write a football book this time. But yeah, I'm but actually going to be. Uh, I'm actually going to be. About, I'm going to be about ten minutes away from where uh, Tate Martell grew up uh, tomorrow. Oh, that's right. My mom lives ten minutes away from where he grew up. But, uh, is this going to be the case thirty years from now around this time? Is, like every year around this time, you're going to uh, San, San Diego. Well, I mean, we'll see, but uh, hopefully, hopefully, you know, he'll be good. Hopefully, he'll be good. He's a San Diego kid, so I'm rooting for him. I know you don't like him, but I'm rooting for him. 
I, I, I mean, I mean, I, I, I'm rooting for him too. If you know, if he plays well, I mean, the Cades are going to win football games. I'm a Cades fan, and I want the Cades to win. In but fact, I'm realistic. Yeah, in fact, I'm going to make a declaration. I bet you that in three years, Tate Martell is playing at the Hall of Fame game. <laughs> you know what? He would be the quarterback because he sucks. Right, he would I be the quarterback out there playing in that game. I, I didn't say he's going to be in the Hall of Fame. I said he's going to be in the Hall yeah, of Fame right. game. That's a current, which, by the way, is that tomorrow? It, it is Thursday? on Thursday. It's Thursday. on Thursday. Yeah, two days from now. We, we, we need to break this game down. We've, we we got we got to give this uh, pick in there. Let's get into it. Denver Broncos and Atlanta Falcons. Now the Denver Broncos, in a neutral site in Canton, Ohio, three point favorites against the Atlanta Falcons. Now let me before what happens. If the field doesn't work again, do you get your money back? Yes, it's a push. It's the a field push. doesn't work again. All right. So, okay, so we got that. So we got Denver minus three? Denver minus three. It gets Atlanta. Hall of Fame game. Yeah, I mean, I think I like Denver here because I think Atlanta's not going to play Matt Ryan at all, if much. And Denver's going to want to see that Drew Luck hit. And I yeah. think he's probably better than the the, the uh, pick six quarterback for uh the backup quarterback for Atlanta is Mr. Pick Six. Oh, Matt Schaub. Yeah, he's the backup there. Again, yeah, he, right? yeah, he's yeah. correct. And they, Atlanta also has Kurt Benkert, the former Virginia quarterback. Oh, I didn't even know that guy. I've never heard that guy in my life. <laughs> and uh, Denver, I mean, oh, who's Denver's other quarterbacks? Denver Broncos are doing this on pod. We're not on the air. We're on the pod. Paxton Lynch? Chad yeah, Keller? No, they cut Paxton Lynch. Kevin Hogan. Kevin Hogan, the former Stanford quarterback. Uh, yeah, he was in the NFL last year. Yeah. I remember. I remember. I've heard that so, name. So you're going to see a lot of – you're not going to see Flacco – you're not going to see Matt Ryan. I think they're too above Hall of Fame. Man, what, a, what an insult that would be to Joe Flacco if they had him play at that Hall of Fame game. Yeah, especially if a Super Bowl failure, Matt Ryan's playing ahead of Super Bowl champ, Joe oh. Flacco. <laughs> but uh, I think you will see, I think because you will see a lot of Drew Locke, that's why I'm going to take the Atlanta Falcons to take the three points. I am not sold on Drew Locke whatsoever, but they did get him in the second round. It was good value for them as opposed to drafting him. Yeah, in the first I don't round. think Drew Locke's going to be as good as, like, let's say, Daniel Jones, but. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I, I still think he's a competent enough quarterback. We're going against the fours and the fives and the sevens who aren't going to make, who aren't even going to be there week one of preseason, or I guess week two for them. I'll, I'll take Denver. I like that. I'll take I think we, I think we need. I don't think we're doing enough breakdown here. I think we need to get a full roster breakdown from the the, the practice squad players to the. Uh, to the coaching staff, like this is a big game. Football's back. I, mean, I don't know about you. When this game's, I'm gonna be watching this Hall of Fame game. It's the oh, first yeah. inclination of real football. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll watch about 24 seconds until I realize that this isn't football. So, <laughs> and then I'll turn it off. What are talking about? But I will watch the pregame and I'll get hyped up for it, knowing that football is back in a, in, in, in a short while. Yeah, they have the the Broncos have you know. I wonder how many of the running backs are going to play because they use a multiple running back situation. I mean, I don't think Philip Lindsay or maybe even uh, Royce Freeman will play this game, but they. Well, I mean, Philip Lindsay's coming off of an injury, so he might want to. Yeah. He might need to get hit just so he remembers how to get hit. And yeah, isn't that you what know football what? players say. <laughs> I'm not back until true. I get hit. But I don't think we. I, don't, I still don't think we've done enough of a breakdown. The <laughs> over under is set at 34. Over. You're going uh, over? Uh, you know what? Well, you have one really bad defense in Atlanta, and then you have a really good defense in Denver. So I. Uh, and you have a lot of... But remember, there's a lot of second and third string defense. There's also a lot of second and third string offense, so it goes both ways. Yeah, but I think, you know, I think it's going to be under because I think the second, you're right, the second and third string offense, and historically, I believe five of the last seven Hall of Fame games have gone under this number of 34. I mean, to me, it seems like you're going to have a bunch of, uh, a bunch of uh, you know, terrible players on defense that aren't going to make the team and... Drew Locke, like he did in the SEC, will be able to destroy some of those bad defenses. There's definitely no way any of the NLWs are listening this far into the podcast. We're breaking down Hall of Fame game. We've we've lost our minds. Yeah, you know they 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 got they got 55 minutes of fun today. They well, they could sit through five minutes of awesome Hall of Fame game talk. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're not getting this anywhere else. Like, no, let's be I mean, honest here. You're not getting this anywhere. Yeah, where else are you going to get this Hall of Fame breakdown? Talking about Kurt Benkert and uh, Kevin Hogan yeah. <laughs> playing at this game. Yeah, I mean, it's a sneaky way to make money and, you know, t- take your take your man out to dinner after this. But it's, it's, it's football, man. I don't know about you, but I'm welcoming football being back. It's, it, I think it used to be six months to the day because it used to be on a Sunday. And then since that incident where they had to that field conditions... They moved the Hall of Fame game to the before the Hall of Fame. They moved it mm-hmm. to Thursday, then the Hall of Fame ceremony being on Saturday. Yeah. But now at the, at the, it used to be Sunday was the Hall of Fame game. That was the main event, which really everyone was going to see the inductions. Speaking of Hall of Fame inductions, is Warren Sapp stop talking it? <laughs> no, no, he's still going. So is he going to stop talking so he can let his boy Ed Reed talk? <laughs> Bre- Brett Favre, he hasn't stopped talking it either. Right. But yeah, Ed Reed, speaking of the U, that's when the U was the U, man. That's that's swagger. He'll he'll be he'll be a fun speech to listen to. 
I mean, anything else you want to break down? You want to break down the uh, the, the defensive formations that the Denver Broncos and the Atlanta Falcons are going to be are going to be doing on Thursday night? Yeah, I know. I'm interested to see how does Denver, Denver does. That, do they do the zone blocking I mean, with the running backs? Well, they have Vic the Fangio com- now, so the defense the, will be interesting to see. But Vic Fangio led the. They had, his Chicago Bears had the most turnovers in the exactly. league last year. Yeah. By the way, I'm staying away from the Bears of defense and fantasy football. Right. Well, we, I, I mentioned it last week that you just don't get that many turnovers two years in a row. It happened. It happened. Happen, we were talking about it. it. Happened with the Miami Hurricanes. The thing right. was the cool turnover chain of yeah. doing dance moves on a podcast, which nobody could see. But then the next year they stopped getting turnovers. Man, we really broke down this Hall of Fame game. That's fun, man. We, we gave more breakdown than Football's we did. Back. We did. Get, we gave more breakdown than LSU Georgia Southern. Yeah, next week. 